and so uh, and then she only had one leg. Ha! <laughs> but <Just> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really put my foot in mouth foot in mouth in that one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's get rolling. All right, welcome to the Alderon A Holes. Another episode of our marvelous squadron talking about everything Star Wars. Uh, part of the Alderon A Holes. The squadron is made up of Brown Two Scruffy Nerf Herder, Br- Brown Four Droid Bait, and myself, Brown One, Brown Leader, the Big A, whatever you want to call me. It's all good. Just don't call me late for dinner. All right, so we're gonna get into episode six, six episode already, guys. How about that? And doesn't uh, feel like it. I know, right? It's going quick. Uh, it's been good though. I, I think we're we're really starting to get into a groove and having a lot of fun with this. Um, episode six. So of course we're gonna talk about Bad Batch episode six. Um, oh, we're not talking about Jedi. No, I got all no, the wrong oh, notes here. You know, Sorry. Funny enough. So uh, I've gotten a little feedback on uh, our first episode, and uh, I had the comment made that uh, uh, he thought uh, somebody should lose their hand in one of the episodes if we really wanted to be talking Star Wars. And uh, I said, well, you know, just wait till episode five. And uh, he appreciated the humor, so at least nice. he, at least he got that. So. But uh, nope, nope, not Jedi. We're going to talk about Bad Batch Episode 6 today, which was entitled Decommissioned. And uh, in this episode, uh, basically, I was completely wrong on my theory. I thought we were going to go back to Crosshair uh, or Empire, something to kind of start to bring this story full circle again, the overarching plot of of, uh, the Bad Batch. But no, it was another A-Team episode. See, I called that one. It's the A-Team. Yes, you called that one. I kept expecting to hear the A-Team theme song start up. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I'm starting to see more references online to that as well. Uh, You know, the the fact that they're the A-Team. But, uh, so, spoiler alert, uh, we'll discuss this episode. Uh, You know, in the beginning, they're, uh, uh, just like uh, somebody pointed out last episode, the bow is becoming Omega's weapon of choice and she's training of it with it um in the episode on a target which i thought was funny enough looked a lot like an 80s arcade video game from the side to me i thought it looked like that at least that's exactly what i thought when i saw it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. feloni um, squeezed in something else in for us yep exactly and i did like the fact that she was struggling you know again it goes back to storytelling you know, uh, she had that great sniper shot in episode, uh, was it two? No, or was it episode one? Um, where they're escaping from Camino, uh, where she hits crosshair. And, you know, and theories were just abound online about that. You know, how she's a, an amalgamation of all the clones, specialties, or whatever. But um, in this one, she was struggling with the bow. And uh, well, as like... Roz pointed out, her limp noodle arms... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and you know that's what I liked. I, I, that's oh, that's good storytelling. Not everybody, not every character is perfect, you know. So, She's not another Mary Sue. Yes, and uh, I really do appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so they don't want to get sent on another mission. They want to go do something else. But Roz, uh, being the supervisor that she is, tells them they have no choice, and they are. So she is uh, definitely uh, going to be a strong character in the series, I think. Um, and they have to go search for a tactical droid head, which was kind of cool. 
Um, and then uh, I, I like the whole background on that too. That here, the new empire is basically getting rid of all the evidence of the clone, the Clone Wars. You know, just a nice tidbit I thought of. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. 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 He's finally getting to hear that story of the transition from the Clone Wars to the Empire now. And that's what I'd like to see more of. Mm-hmm. More transition, less 18. <laughs> so they uh, they had to... Uh, uh, was it... Where did they go? Was it Corellia? Corellia. Corellia, Corellia I think. Corellia, and, uh, which was kind of cool. And uh, they sneak into the factory and everything's going well. But then they find they are not alone. And they have to... Uh, uh, compete for the droid head in this decommissioning factory against the what we should have seen coming which was you know he set up Filoni set up Bad Batch in the first four episodes of season seven he set up the conclusion of Clone Wars in the last four episodes and what did he do in the middle four episodes we thought it was an Ahsoka just an Ahsoka kind of uh, transitioning Finding her way in the universe. Uh, yeah, finding her way story arc, but it nope, it was a setup for the Martez sisters. Boom. In retrospect, it's so obvious. Yes. yes, it is. Absolutely, and you know, funny enough too. Before that episode aired, um, I was just and after we had recorded whatever episode that was, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I wonder why would they be in there? You know, I mean, they had a four story arc and. I wonder if they're going to pop up at some point. And I didn't, you know, think it was going to be like that. But, um, and that's going to be a topic we'll get into here in a second. But yeah, so basically they, uh, uh, but then they find out that uh, they're, you know, they're competing over it. And a classic tale of where both competing parties have to work together to uh, escape. Um, but there was also some little interesting tidbits. And, and escape they did, of course. And, uh, um, they revealed the Martez sisters revealed they're working for what is the early stages of the rebellion, which was I thought was actually a cool cool story plot. And uh, Bad Batch ends up making a copy of the droid's head and gives them a copy to take back to the quote unquote good guys, you know, and uh, which I thought was really cool. And then there's of course they start talking to somebody at the end of the episode, which you only see a shoulder, just because. You know, you got to create more theories. Uh, you know, that's good storytelling there. And uh, the theories are abound online. So um, some other good little tidbits in there. Uh, but uh, what did you guys think of the episode? I thought it was pretty awesome. Uh, I was not too happy about seeing the Martina sisters back. I wasn't a big fan of that whole story story thing there. But uh, I guess now I can see how it's going to fit into the fit into the rest of the um how they're going to fit into the rest of the uh, story here. But uh, I thought it was an awesome episode. I have mixed feelings um, because it was clearly an A-team episode, which was the direction I was hoping they would not go. So I'm hoping this is uh, part of something larger that I just don't see at this point. Um, I thought the action was fantastic. Um, I, I can do without the sisters. They, they were not my favorites coming out of Clone Wars. 
but I found them less annoying in this episode. Almost like they've matured a little bit since we last saw them. And I think we'll see more of them based on the, the teasers they gave us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I did. My favorite part of the episode, though, was Wrecker. Yes. And his and, and what he heard in the background in his head. Yep. Good I, I soldiers follow orders. Yep. yep. Good soldiers follow orders. And where did the whole fear of heights thing come from? I don't that remember that being an issue before. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, you. But I had to, I had to laugh because I don't like heights either. Right. But yeah, big tough guy, and all of a sudden he's you know afraid of heights. But yeah, the good you know, and the whole we knew this was coming. The good soldiers uh, follow orders. So we'll have to see where it goes. You know, um, does it go back into what we talked about in a previous episode where you know he does convert, they save him, and then they figure out how to save him. So then maybe they can do it to Crosshair. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, when he was laying there on that landing and you hear him mutter it, you know, almost subconsciously, because um, he was in a fog or a daze, you know, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so we definitely will see. Um, but yeah, let's touch back on the Martez sisters, Rafa and Trace. Um, so uh, we definitely, I think uh, we as a group all have kind of mixed feelings on it. Um, I'm similar to, to droid bait and the fact that, you know, in clone wars, that four episode arc was, was a little painful. Um, I found them very annoying in the beginning. Um, and, uh, I had, I posted this on a, on a Facebook post on a different, on a, on a group chat that was going on about that. And, um, and I said, you know, I think the reason, because the, the fan base seems definitely divided on the Martez sisters, too. Um, and I think the, uh, uh, for me, I found them annoying in Clone Wars just because, you know, here you have uh, Ahsoka going to the lower levels. You're, you're following her. And, and as a fan base, we've watched her in all of Clone Wars up to that point and how she turned out in Rebels. And even her brief part in Mando, you know, and Ahsoka, I think, definitely has a solid following. I know she's one of my favorite characters now. And to see her go to the lower levels, you're thinking, okay, let's let's start to see this transition from where she was in Clone Wars, leaving Anakin, to uh, uh, you know where she is in the in Rebels and Mando. And because we hadn't seen the final four episodes yet, which in my opinion, those final four episodes of Clone Wars were some of the best episodes of Clone Wars, period. Um, Agreed. Agreed. But we hadn't seen that yet. So, you know, we're thinking, okay, she's going to go off on this journey and she runs into what I consider kind of these bumbling sisters, you know, uh, uh, these bumbling characters of low level scam artists, um, wannabe smugglers. And I get what Filoni was going for in the fact that, you know, here he is trying to introduce these characters. She's helping them along, kind of becoming the mentor figure to them. Um, you know, and there were definitely some parallels drawn, like when they're escaping Coruscant and Anakin tells them to go ahead and allow the shuttle to leave. There's, you know, to which corresponds to uh, episode six with the Tidarian shuttle and the crew going to Endor and Vader being on the bridge again and saying no. 
and you know getting a feeling about the shuttle but letting it go kind of thing you know there's a lot of parallels but uh, there I, the four episode arc was just too much bumbling for me two of them bumbling around I think if it had been earlier in the series in the fact or I think Filoni had basically you know he only had season seven that's all he had he knew he had to wrap it up and he needed to introduce these characters and I think if it had occurred in seasons one through six it would have been sprinkled throughout a season an episode here then go to something else come back to the martez sisters go back to something else go come back you know and i think just the four episode arc was too much bumbling in one span you know plus at the same time fans knew this was the final season of clone wars and we just want greatness finality and we're getting these bumbling sisters you know what i mean these this bumbling tag team and and it almost felt like they were dragging ahsoka down in terms of what we know ahsoka is capable of and so i think that's why a lot of people i know i i think that's why i found them so annoying because it was just too much whininess for too consecutive of a period um but that being said in this episode i liked them and i am I didn't mind them at all because they were seasoned now. They weren't that bumbling, uh, you know, rookie team. And uh, I think that, uh, again, in Clone Wars, if they had broken up the episodes, I don't think it would have. they would have seemed as annoying. You know, I think it was just too much packed together. I would definitely agree with that. Um, they, they, the, I understand the reason he had to do it, and I know the need. He, the reason why he needed to do it. We had to see what happened to Ahsoka. He had to wrap that piece up. I just wish he could have found a slightly better way to do it. Because that mm -hmm. was, I agree, that was way too much bumbling around. But I agree with you. I did find him to be a little more easier to deal with than um, in this uh, this episode of um, Bad Batch. And I think I appreciated him a little more just because of the fact that their characters had progressed. You did see, and again, I... I I harp on this time and time again, you know, that whole character's arc, story arc. You see them fumbling, you see them growing, you see them make mistakes, and then you see them progress. You know, you saw that with Luke, you saw that with, with all good characters, Ahsoka, you saw that with Anakin. You know, they all had losses, they went through their learning cycle, and then they became great, you know, heroes of the story. And uh, so I now that we've seen them progress... Yeah, I'm, I'm not finding them quite so annoying. Seasoned, you know, they're the little more seasoned veterans. Um, they seem to have found a direction in the universe for themselves, yes. whereas before they were just survivalists. Yes. And and when they went off with Ahsoka during Clone Wars, you know, it was really their first kind of we're actually getting off of Coruscant and trying something, and here we are. X number of years later or months later, they've obviously found a purpose with their lives. We might not know what it is yet, but they're more focused on what they need to do um, for themselves. And yeah, they were less annoying. I don't want to say I liked them, but they were less annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you ever get me to say I liked them. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But who are well, they I mean, working they're... for? Yeah, I mean, I, they're not my favorite, but I definitely found them far less annoying, you know. 
Um, and yeah, who are they working for? And I thought the fact that they were like you just said, DB, about uh, you know giving them a purpose, you know, whereas they were aimless before, and that was part of their bumbling, I think, and uh, fumbling about. Um, yeah, you know, the fact that they're working for the early stages of the rebellion as you know smugglers or bounty hunters or you know uh, mercenaries a b team whatever you want to call them uh, <laughs> but are they working for the rebellion was that ever well, actually that... confirmed true there is the mysterious figure at the end um that they talk to and uh any theories on who you think that might be i think it's um Oh, what was the uh, the um, the rebels leader that um, we always saw the main character the main character there the, the what was his name Sato Sato yes it's either Sato, Sato or um, Organa Bale Organa and I was leaning towards Bale that would have been my first guess as well but. We don't know what the, their status is in the galaxy at this point. True. You know, are they going to know people in those positions? Right. For all we know, it could be Roz or whatever the hell her name is. Yeah, yeah. Sid. Yeah, you know, the, the A-team's boss. That's true. How, um, many, how many times have we, you know, I've seen those movies or those good stories where you have the, uh, or hell, actually in Mando, um, you know, he thought he was the only one going after the child and actually uh, the whole thing the whole uh, bounty hunters guild was going after the child, so. Um, it's baby Yoda. You know, yeah, baby Yoda, and uh, <laughs> the uh, so yeah, I mean it could very well be that Roz could have sent sent the the B team as well. That that's entirely possible. Um, I did see a, a, a post online where uh, based on the uh, pattern, now they did say put him on or something to that effect. They they used the, the male pronoun him. Uh, but I did see a side-by-side uh, -side shot comparison of from Rebels, where there's a scene where Hera is talking to Fulcrum before Fulcrum is revealed who Fulcrum actually was, which we of course we know as Ahsoka, um, and the patterns on the shoulder area of that cloak uh, was very similar to the pattern in at the end of the episode. Uh, but again, they use him, and then again we're talking about Filoni, so you know misdirect is one of his favorite things so um or is not an uncommon tool for him i should say um but yeah i, I did like that twist i really really enjoyed the twist of them possibly working for the early stages of the the rebel alliance what becomes the rebel alliance um or it could be a and you know it could be a whole other faction of the rebel alliance that they've never explored I wouldn't put that past Filoni, too, bringing in a whole new, different side. Maybe it's a part of Mon Mothma's group, or, or, you know, there was. it's a rebel alliance, so there were lots of groups, you know. Well, one of the things I read online that I found kind of, uh, kind of interesting was the music leading up to that point uh, where they say put him on, uh, somebody pointed out that it was slightly reminiscent of that music when Maul was captured. And they thought that that might be a link to, um, or showing that how they are not working for the Rebellion, but working for somebody else, possibly even Maul himself. Oh. 
So I I need to go back and rewatch that and really pay close attention to that music. That yeah, it could be could be the underworld trying to find a tactic. Yeah, I could see the underworld wanting to get their hands on a tactical droid, and I could also see the Mandalor. Now that you mention it, I could see the Mandalorians trying to get their hands on a tactical droid. Very much so. See, and my gut tells me they're more likely to work for an underworld figure like Maul than the Rebellion at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could be way off base, but I mean... But they had their Rebellion connection through Ahsoka, so it's still possible that it could be the Rebellion. But I found it very interesting that somebody pointed that out, that they had a very ominous tone, and whoever it was, you know, whoever it was, they didn't seem to be real happy to say, hey, we were, we were successful. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way, I like it. I like the fact that we're theorizing on it, you know. They did their job in telling the story pretty well. But now the question is, will we find out next week, or are we going to go back to Crosshair? Right, exactly. You know, are they going to do... Are they going to stretch their luck and go on another A-team mission? Uh, I don't know. I'd like to go back to Crosshair. I don't know, how many episodes are planned for this season? Uh, I looked that up. There. Hold on, let me, let me dig Yeah, we talked up. about that once before. Was it 16? We, we, we did. It was like either 16 or 18, somewhere around there. So if it's 18, we're one-third of the way through the season. Filoni will keep, keep up this game and drop all these little hints for the next six to eight episodes and then bring it all together for a final arc. Mm-hmm. That's just his style. Yeah. There will be 16 episodes, you, yes. 16. See, there, he has a, a tendency to, to drop all these things that seem unrelated and then bring them all together for, for some kind of finale or closure to a story arc. So I can see us going off and following Crosshair for the entire next episode and okay. not even paying attention to the others. Mm-hmm. I... I... You know, Scruffy, I really like your idea of the fact that they could possibly think be thinking that they're working for some good guys and it could be the underworld. You know, or even better if they were just flat out lying. You know, that they were working for the good guys and they were willingly working for the underworld. That'd be even a cooler twist. I'd like them a little more. I think I'd like them as characters a little more if that was the case, too. I but, agree with you there. Um, but Or if they're being duped. Either way, I mean, I like them, but if yeah, if they're knowingly working for the underworld, that uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them a little more stock in that if that's the case. Uh, any other thoughts about the the episode? I don't. Know, I'm kind of liking the 18 theme here. As much as <laughs> yeah, Dave, you know, as much as I've, 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 I've been would, a negative Nancy on this one, but I enjoyed the action. It was very fast paced. And there were just the little things dropped here and there, like like Wrecker and the fact that um, Omega is kind of proficient with her bow and arrow now. And, you know, and who who are the Marches sisters work for? Those are just sprinkled in amongst all the other fun yeah. that, that the episode was. Oh, I just wanted exactly. to start out an episode with the 18 theme song. Dun, 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 yeah. Yes, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, especially if they did like a shot for shot recreation of the uh Absolutely the, in- the intro, but with bad with the bad batch. Have the ship coming in like the helicopter from Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. That'd be hilarious. 
That would be awesome. Somebody's going to create that on YouTube. Yeah, somebody's going to do that. You watch. Yeah, yeah. But we will enjoy that, and we'll post it to the we'll post it to the uh, page as well. If that comes out, we will. Definitely Absolutely. I got. I need to start working on my editing skills now. <laughs> so. All right. So yeah. So uh, I agree. Uh, Droid bait. The action was. Uh, I, I agree. The action was top notch. It was funny to hear the, uh, the uh, droids do the Roger Roger thing again. You know that was a nice callback, and. Uh, uh, but. Uh, of course, the logical side of me kicked in when all the droids were activated and they started firing. I'm like, they're decommissioning them with their power sources intact. This was set to fighting. Okay. <laughs> Oh, guess what? Mm-hmm. Somebody has already done Star Wars The Bad Batch A-Team intro mashup. Oh. oh. It is already on YouTube. All right, send me that and I'll send it. I'll post it on the uh I'll post it on the Facebook page. So, uh, and and the Twitter page and uh if you'd like to follow Alderon A-Holes, uh you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So, just search for Alderon A-Holes. Which, by the way, uh, funny enough, um, here we are, are all uh, approaching m- middle-aged grown men with our own lives, and I did get criticized by my mother on the podcast name, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more so, not because of the a-hole thing, surprisingly, just because of the initials being AA. So, uh, for Alcoholics Anonymous, for some reason, I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow, I never would have made that connection, I, but okay. Yeah, me either, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, so I thought that was quite humorous to be scolded by my mother one more time. Uh, I, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed, not scolded, but she did question it, and I, I enjoyed that. Very We're much. always under our parents' scrutiny. I don't <laughs> think my mother would know what a podcast is, so I'm okay there. Same here. So, but, uh. All right, so, uh, yeah, unless there's any other thoughts, we'll move on from Episode 6 of Bad Batch. Um, I did see online uh, that uh, Ming-Na Wen, who plays Fennec Shand, uh, supposedly has confirmed that Book of Boba has finished filming, principal yes. photography, which is very cool. Um, and then just before that... Uh, the fan base that likes to get uptight about certain things was upset that uh, in an interview, Pedro had mentioned that they hadn't begun filming on Mando season three yet. And of course that's really what the fans want. The fans rarely want after the conclusion of season two, the ending, the final episode of season two. I mean, the fans just want more. I mean, how do you, how do you not get us foaming at the mouth with an ending like that? You know? And, uh, so of course we all want season three, but we've also got to understand that uh, production times, COVID, all of that, you know, it takes its toll. And they did announce previously that Book of Boba would be done first, and we won't see Mando season three uh, until 2022. We knew that. Um, so I mean, that's that's just how it is. But uh, yeah, so uh, maybe. But maybe, you know, no, go ahead. I, I I've. I've got to give it to to um, Favreau and Filoni that how the hell do you top the first two seasons of Mando? Yes. They've got to go back and find a concept to keep that going. I mean, not that Mando's not a great character, because he is. I think he's one of the best characters, you know, yeah. in, in literally decades. Um, 
But man, just especially the way the whole arc ended, you know. Yeah, spoiler alert, Luke saves him. Um, where do you go from that? Right. In a hallway scene, nonetheless. Which, you know, yes. hallway scenes now with the fan base are like, if you're anybody, you got to have a hallway scene, right? You know, if you're <laughs> any sort of badass, you've got to have a hallway scene. So we we, we need a, a young a young Mace Windu scene like that with a purple lightsaber. Oh, oh, there we go. Just saying. <laughs> there we go. Disney, if you're listening, I'm offering to write and direct. <laughs> well, first he's got to go find a new ship. That's true. But yeah, so how does you know? Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right, DB. How do they? How do they top that? I mean, how do you come out of a series finale like that? And minus. Baby Yoda, and focusing just back on Mando now. I mean, we've, we're so invested with his. We're we're not only invested in the characters, but we're invested in the growth that Mando had with Baby Yoda, and removing Baby Yoda from the picture. Yeah, what does? How do you? Yeah, exactly. How do they not plummet back down a few steps? You know, well, he's got to go find a new sidekick, and he's got to go find a new ship now. Well, a new ship, yes, which I, you know, I really like the Razor Crest. So did I. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he have command of a, an Imperial cruiser at this point? That's true. I, That's okay. oh, All right. I no, do believe he has this new ship. I uh, didn't know. Bo-Katan said she was claiming it. Oh, did she? But well, I again, mean, that's got to be the direction they're going too, with with the yeah. dark saber and Bo-Katan. Yeah. There's so much to go in that direction, but you know, Baby Yoda's fifty percent of the show, right? Without a doubt. But, you know, they had to do... But how do you... You know, obviously the storyline is based on... Um, oh, what was the... There was a... Oh, it was an old Japanese series. Uh, was it Wolf... No, not Wolf Cub. Cub Wolf and Cub? Wolf, something like that. That this was kind of modeled after. A lot of people were making references where it was about a traveling samurai who takes this baby under his uh, wing as he travels feudal Japan. And I've seen a few clips where he's like in a battle and he's got like this, the feudal Japanese version of a stroller. And it's almost a little, almost like a little bit of Jackie Chan mixed in where, you know, he's moving the stroller all around while he's fighting off the bad guys kind of thing. Oh, and, nice. Uh, Easy. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. But a lot of people have made parallels to that. And of course, we know, you know, if it's going to be Filoni who studied under Lucas, who, you know, pulled Star Wars out of all the Kurosawa films, you know, uh, uh, of Japanese samurai tales, and obviously Filoni's going to do some of that as well. But well, I um, think the next, I think the follow the upcoming seasons are going to be how does how does Bo-Katan get the dark saber from Mando? I mean, she clearly didn't mm -hmm. win it in battle, so I don't right. think that that story arc is over. I think he's going to end up with Bo-Katan back on Mandalore for some reason. Something, but like but like Droidbait just said, you know. Baby Yoda's fifty percent of the story. And, oh, great! They got to find something to fill that piece. Right, and how? But at the same time, how long can you drag that out? How can long can you have? You can't have endless character growth of just that Mando and Baby Yoda. Mando, uh, then it becomes tiring. It gets worn out, and then people get you know they just it loses its luster. So, applause to them for ending it the way they did. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I also had heard a rumor somewhere one time, and I I think it makes sense where there would be there's most likely going to be a time jump 
you know, uh, in the storyline. It's going to jump forward X amount of years or something. Yeah, maybe he's with Bo-Katan helping them fight their war. Uh, you know, he's already got his new ship at this point, you know, and it just kind of maybe jumps. I could, I could see them where all of a sudden the first episode is just you're just right in the thick of a battle you know mando's doing his thing kicking his butt or kicking butt you know and then the story progresses from there um and that would probably i don't know but we'll see you know filoni and favreau have surprised us how many times so uh i'm sure they'll come up with something but it's definitely gonna be yeah definitely hard to top whatever it's gonna be it'll be epic i'm sure But, uh, so anyway, as we were, as I was heading, um, with this whole topic, what projects, uh, are you looking forward to the most? You know, is it, uh, Book of Boba? Is it Mando season three? Is it Ahsoka, the Ahsoka series? Is it, uh, Rangers, uh, Power Rangers of the New Republic? Is it, uh, um, Gonk? Star Wars God, story. Yes. Um, or, you know, Acolyte. I mean, that was another one which, you know, despite Kathleen, that being Kathleen's final project that she has control over, the concept sounded interesting. Um, They've left that one quite mysterious, too. Yeah, and I think it's going to be more about, what did they say? The only synopsis they gave was something about, you know, um, a Jedi being tempted by the Sith ways or something like that. And um, I think they said it possibly the story, the timeline is like between what's that new series they have, the High Republic or whatever. Um, I, I, I just, I could see them trying to bridge that and the prequels, you know, using it there. And maybe, maybe it's the rise of Palpatine. Maybe it's his, how did he become the Sith Lord? I don't know, but um, it's yeah. It's the the description leaves a very very open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Ahsoka the most. I'm really looking forward to seeing you know maybe they're covering some of that piece between her leaving the Jedi Order and becoming a more intricate part of the uh, rebellion. And how did that happen? I mean, she walked away from the Jedi Order. It still ended up becoming part of the rebellion at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in seeing that story fulfilled yeah, a little cause, more. Cause, uh, I mean, before season seven, where she was at at the end of season six, before they had dropped the the bombshell of the final four episodes of, of season seven, you know, seeing her from season six to where she came out in Rebels when she takes on the Inquisitors was like, damn. Damn, that was some slick stuff. And even when she went toe-to-toe with with Vader, you know, the two times in the show. And uh, I was like, I was thoroughly, yeah, I was like, wow, that is impressive. And uh, and doing the whole gray gray lightsaber or whitish gray, you know, lightsabers and rebels, you know, and and declaring, what'd she say? under that pyramid on the the Sith world, it was oh I'm no Jedi. Yes. You know? And she tells Vader that after she pops him in the eye. 
Yeah, I so. would be very much interested in seeing that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm more. That's what I'm geeked about. Book of Boba too, but not so much a future project anymore. I did see a rumor Bosk is going to be in it, Book of Boba, which would be kind of cool. Excellent. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. That would be that, awesome. That'd be even cooler if they made a link where Roz was like Bosk's aunt or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, that'd be all right. I could, I could buy into that one. Well, they're both kind of that paler, more paler yellow transdotion, not the dark orange. So who knows? I wouldn't put a put it past some sort of tongue and cheek thing that they do something like that, but um, or his widowed wife. There you go. Because he dies in Book of Boba. Hmm. I don't know. Either way. Okay, but, there's something there. Uh, <laughs> Droidmate, what are you looking forward to? Um, um yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've literally waited for this kind of stuff since I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'll take it all as long as it's quality. I mean, there's, there's so much. Um, I'm intrigued by the Cassian Andor series. Oh, yeah. Um... I, I have mixed feelings on that because, you know, we know he's going to live until Rogue One, obviously. But he's such a different method of a rebel. Um, almost a borderline Saul Guerrero. Do what it takes yes. to get the job done. Where, you know, in, in the OT, all we saw were these, you know, pure, good-hearted rebels. We just want to mm-hmm. save the galaxy and mm-hmm. you know rainbows and unicorns but he's like no i'm gonna kill this guy because he's a schmuck <laughs> you know yep. rebel intelligence so I, I, yes yes yeah, it definitely brought out the darker side of um of what has to be there in order to fight a good battle fight a good war yeah right i see him kind of kind of as a galactic james bond you know i look yeah, cool i, I sound cool yes. <laughs> yep but yep. I'll, I'll kill you just the same right, <laughs> you know exactly so that intrigues me. Um, I hope they still have the Lando um, series on track. And I sure would love to see Donald Glover back in there because I thought he was fantastic in the role. I agree. Um, and I, I'd love to see more young Lando stories, which I would also like to see intersect with the other two solo movies, which, you know, they've kind of put on the back burner. Yep. Um, but, of course, the big one for me is Obi-Wan. Oh, yes. I really, I, I really want to see what they do and how they do it with he's supposed to be out there you know watching over young luke right what they're going to do with him and how they're going to integrate hayden christensen into it i i saw the uh or i saw a clip i guess uh ewan mcgregor and pedro did a interview where they interviewed each other and i just happened to see a clip from it and um uh ewan was talking about um or Pedro said, "Well, tell us a tell us a secret, and or tell us something, you know, surprising." And um, but then he was like, "Well, don't tell any secrets, you know." And Ewan was like, "No, no, no. This I think we all know the time period that the show takes place in." Uh, but he said that uh, when they were filming it and being on set, and he said he walked past two stormtroopers, and then reminded us that you know in all the films he did it was only clone troopers there were no stormtroopers in the movies he did 
So to walk past two, two stormtroopers, he said he turned around and he felt like he was six years old again, which I thought was pretty cool. All right, that's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't we all be? Wasn't he notorious for making lightsaber sounds? Yes. When they were filming the, the prequels? That's, yeah. That's what I heard, yeah. So it's. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm stoked about that one because. Yeah, I'm going to live vicariously through Ewan McGregor because he's my age and he gets to do what I wanted to do as a child. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Yep, I can agree with that. Yeah, Obi-Wan. That, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm obvious. I, I think I'm looking forward most to obviously, I think, is, is uh, season three of Mando, but... Uh, uh, just like you said, Droid Bait, yes. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to all of it. Um, give me more, because you're right. You said it earlier. This is what we've been waiting decades for is all of this. And the point you made about the Cassian Andor series, about the, uh, the darker, grittier side of the good guys, doing what you had to do at all costs, you know, uh, Scruffy, you and I were talking about that before the sequels came out. You know, what we wanted out of something. We wanted something. Uh, that's why we liked Rogue One so much, you know, because it was that just that gritty, dirty underside of things. The, the you know, the more adult stories. Yeah, it was know. definitely a more darker, a darker story than yes. what we and, were used to. Uh, and I will take more uh, Turdic as K2 anytime. Because absolutely, K two S O was a fabulous character. K two is one of my Absolute favorite characters fabulous. for sure. Um, so yeah, any more more of him doing that role? Uh, seeing the, you know, at first I was kind of like, really a prequel series for Andian, uh, uh, Cassian. But uh, the more I think about it, no, bring it on. Yeah, exactly. Explore that side. You know the gray side of the the good guys. You know what they had to do. Um, you know what did those Bothans have to do to bring the Death Star plans? Um, you know, uh, obviously it probably won't go that far because that was after Rogue One. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited about that. You know, and just establishing his character like they did at the beginning of Rogue One. Um, yeah, that would be very cool and. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't know, Book of Boba, I mean, I think we were all surprised with how Boba turned out in Mando, you know, it wasn't just a fluff character piece, you know, uh, the the season, the episode on the, what was it, that Jedi planet where the temple was, where Baby Yoda gets uh, kidnapped at the end and Boba goes all Conan the Barbarian with the gaffy stick, <laughs> you know, on the stormtroopers. Yes, please. And now that he's taken out, and now that he's taken out uh, uh, Bib Fortuna the Hut, and uh, uh, I think I oh, I read somewhere the other day, <laughs> I was scrolling through it. It said, uh, "Why is Bib Fortuna fat? Uh, because he ate Java." <laughs> Classic. I know, right? But uh, uh, yeah, please bring that on because it's not going to be. It's not going to be that fluff piece that's just a, a fan service piece. It's like what we've talked about previously. Bring us something new. And yes, it's using an old character that I used to love just the mystique of. And still his mystique is still, or his early day mystique is still there. 
so you can still have that mystery that adds to his aura because all of his story from here on is new you know and with what they established in Mando yeah with him and Fennec Shan ruthless you know killers just doing what they gotta do yes you know I bring that on especially if they have to go because Book of Boba Mando and uh, Power Rangers or sorry I know I jokingly say that but uh, Rangers of the New Republic are all supposed to be same time period I did see hear a rumor that that's been cancelled but we'll see I doubt that um, uh, it's all supposed to be the same side, time timeline period oh and Ahsoka too Ahsoka is supposed to take place during the same timeline I believe uh, well remember Ahsoka gave us the tease of where is Grand Admiral Thrawn yes and, and I'm kind of intrigued by that. But I just wonder, you know, knowing what Marvel, Disney Marvel did with setting things up over 10 years, I could see they, I, I could completely see them having this master plan with Ahsoka, Mando, Book of Boba, and Rangers of the New Republic all intertwining for so many years to a culminating event down the road um, to where I could even see the characters from Book of Boba because they're the underworld now going against the Rangers of the New Republic which are the new good guys you know and I can see clashes there I, I can see good intertwining storylines you know because here in Mando they all work you know uh, they all work together to, to save baby Yoda but now they're enemies later on you know what I mean as, as lines get drawn in the new republic so um i think that'd be very cool so i think yeah seeing some sort of a star wars universe or the what do they call it the filoni verse uh you know which is kind of a star wars version of the marvel universe with what they did there bring it on if they exactly do, if they can do that they're, they're kind of patterning after uh, the kevin feige yes you know playbook mm -hmm. and that's what that's what Lucasfilm was was suffering under uh, was not having that Feige, you know, and I think that that's yep. why we saw the sequels turn out the way they did. Um, you know, Kathleen Kennedy was just no Feige, and uh, um, Filoni could be though. You know, Filoni definitely could very be, very well be the the Feige of uh, all of that. So, so yeah. it was reported on the twenty second that. The um, Rangers of the New Republic is no longer in active development. Oh. So. Oh. No, one thread of yours is gone. The mm -hmm. table, just that it has been shelved probably for be, right now. Well, probably because they got to figure out what they're going to do without Gina. So, uh, because she was most likely going to be the star of that. So, um, I mean, that was all set up in season two. So. Right. Um, hmm. That's disappointing. Very disappointing. Oh well, it is what it is. We've had worse things. We had the sequels. So. <laughs> and Jar Jar. No, I like Jar Jar. I never or minded Jar Jar. I really never did. The uh, this is pod racing comment I think bothered me more than Jar Jar. Yes. Really. So. Yeah. Episode one had some really bad dialogue. Yeah. Really bad right. dialogue. Yeah. 
A lot of it was just the dialogue parts. You oh, and Misa, 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 love this. Is there Misa this or Misa that? Is so much good dialogue. That was just the character, though. <laughs> that was his species, you know. So I, it didn't phase me as much. All right. Oh, 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 I'm not even gonna start. I'm not even gonna start that one. <laughs> Bring it on. Let that one go. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know he's the Sith Lord, anyway. Exactly. At least they didn't give us, you know, Jar Jar the series. We don't know what happened to Jar Jar. That's true. I'm pretty sure he was shot by his own troops. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, he's so clumsy, could they really kill him? He'd end up taking out half his platoon. Probably that. Yeah. You probably got a good point there. Just by tripping around her. He, he would step on a rake and hit himself in the face, and that would be it. Yep, that's true. Very true. So, all right. All right, enough um, there. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, those are the projects we are looking forward to. Uh, a lot of Star Wars yet to come, and there will be a lot of more of uh, Alderaan a-holes to discuss it. Um, last thing before we sign off today... Uh, boys, uh, the uh, Hasbro had their Pulse event today for the Star Wars upcoming releases. Um, I think they called it the I Am Your Father live cast or something like that, because in honor of like Father's Day or something. Um, I did catch the highlights. Uh, I know you guys didn't get a chance to do it, but it looks like they're revealing, or they revealed all their upcoming Black Series and Vintage characters and i guess a lot of them have now they have this photo realistic face technology now so the action figure faces are actually looking a lot like the uh, characters um the bo katan looked pretty good from what i could see on the screen because they're doing a whole series of black uh figures for uh the mando characters including a quill um but uh, the funny thing about the Bo-Katan was that uh, you don't put her helmet on the head, and it was the Bo-Katan from the series, Mando, uh, so the Katie Sockoff uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, you swap the head instead of putting the helmet on the head. So That's an interesting that, change. All right, that, that is an interesting change. Yeah. And I'm I sure she that. did not come with Black Saber. Probably, <laughs> probably not. And, you know, why aren't they using that technology for Django Fett? You could just remove his head for Attack of the Clones. That's true. Okay, too morbid. Sorry, guys. Oh, all right. That's a little morbid. Uh, uh, I saw a meme one time where it's that classic shot of Boba holding his dad's uh, the helmet. And uh, but you see the head falling out of the bottom of the helmet. (laughs) I saw that. Uh, That's just a little dark. Uh, funny, funny, but dark. But dark. Funny, but dark. But uh, no, uh, you know they're releasing uh, some Bib Fortunas, some new playset. But yeah, you guys will have to check out the the release. Um, there's all sorts of highlight videos already on it. But the coolest thing, they had a photo of uh, from Hasbro with some of the toy designers and Favreau himself holding a very large scale Razor Crest. And uh, yeah, okay, I'm not that, a collector. That I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm not a collector, but that definitely piqued my interest. 
So, and I'm sure that's going to. They can still make expensive. a great display piece. Absolute, exactly, a good display piece. So, crazy expensive, just, I'm mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm, but something mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to do. And I think they have a, oh, they have a Black Series uh, Rogue One lineup coming out too. I think of all the Rogue One good guys. So K two. Yep. Gotta have yep. a K2. I'd buy a K2. Yep. Um, with the photorealistic technology, whatever it is. Um, and uh, and what did they have in the pipe? They also really said there was some... They released the pictures of the upcoming ones, too, what's in the pipeline at Hasbro, and I'm completely blanking out on those right now, but I think those were ones that you guys... Oh, uh, they had vintage characters of, like, Leia in her white robes from New Hope. Um that looked pretty sharp and uh, yeah several other characters but um, then who was the commander in Rogue One he was one of the pilots in the Battle of Scarif one of the leaders and he had more of a grayish green uniform I cannot remember I know who you're talking about can't remember they they have an action figure for him so coming out I did see that but. Coming out, coming out, not to a store near you, right? Because uh, I, I cannot find anything in stores anymore. Everything uh, and all of these releases that they had in the highlight reel, uh, minus the pipeline stuff, drops tomorrow. And uh, so it'll all be on eBay the following day, probably. Yep. Uh, and uh, they did, they did designate which ones were the Target exclusives because Target will have exclusives. So, yeah, with you guys both being collectors, definitely check it out. Um, yeah. The, the big question for, for Scruffy is, do they have a Black Series gunk droid yet? That's what I need to know. That's all I need to know right there. Find me one. When Gunky gets his own series, Gunky you'll get it. <laughs> yes. Looking forward to that. Oh, my... Okay, so let's make a prediction. What season will of Bad Batch... Will it be when they have the Omega and Gonk episode? You know they've got to have one. Come on. A kid and a droid? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gonky. Is that what she called them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know there's got to be someone. There's, oh, man. There has to be. I'm going to I'm gonna have to. I'm going to think about this one. Season one. Season I think that's one prediction you can you can count on. That's going to happen. Yeah, season two maybe, season three, I don't know, but yeah, probably at some point I imagine. But. All right, so there's a good one to wrap up on Omega and Gonk. So uh, doing their thing, taking on the bad guys. So they'll probably defeat somebody really big too, you know. Of course. Just to, just to make it <laughs> like <even> Roz. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Roz turns on him and uh, turns him over to the Empire. And, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, or they drop into a Rancor pit and then they're saved by uh, uh, Mucha. Mucha, yes. Mucha. Yes. So, I don't know. Anyway. All right, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up for the night, guys. Uh, yeah, any final thoughts before we sign off? I am thoughtless at this point. I am debating the gonk 
Omega episode. <laughs> oh, Scruff, did you add, you said you added some new stuff to your collection? Oh, uh, I, I've started a project. Uh, last year, I was given a vintage Millennium Falcon from my son-in-law. It belonged to his family. Uh, so I'm working on restoring that. But the interesting thing about this particular ship, it was given, it was something his uncle owned. And his uncle was a, an employee of Kenner and made the mold for the Millennium Falcon, the vintage Get out of here. Yep. Wow. So I did check it out. It's not a prototype or anything. It is an actual store production piece. So, and I have no, no way of confirming that, proving that or anything, no providence to go with it. But it's just an awesome piece that was given to me by my son-in-law. So I'm working. It's still in great shape, but it's missing some pieces. So I'm working on digging up uh, the parts and stuff needed to put it back together and get it on display. Rock on. Very cool. Absolutely. I love that piece. So I'm going to get that restored up on the, hanging from the, hanging from the ceiling right next to my Razor Crest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. You have been listening to Alderaan A-Holes. Appreciate you tuning in for another episode. If you'd like to follow up on more a-hole news you can follow us on <laughs> facebook instagram and twitter you can also email us at alderon a-holes that's with an s at gmail.com <laughs> this has been brown <laughs> sorry i'm losing it this has been brown two four and brown leader signing off